This episode is brought to you by the Step Brewers Merch Store. We have the freshest craft beer podcast tees, hoodies and socks in the game. Everything from a Juice Wolf tea through to an awful Papa Sweden tea. We have it all. Head on over to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash Step Brewers to check out the range and help support your favourite most average beer podcast today. episode something I don't know um, they're always so boring your intros are always so boring yeah I don't really know it's what to do 17 baby yeah hi I'm 17 I actually think you're not allowed to drink but these guys buy me beers <laughs> um, hey guys it's Ian um, I'm here I drink beer I make coffee I drink a lot of things there's no passion there's no passion 17 is huge Hmm? Really is. Oh, is we're right. episode seventeen. That's a big I number. I'm taking the piss out of me being like underage or something. Oh, you do look very small. Um, All right. Um, okay. Um, with me today uh, is Clint, um, K Love, Papa Sweden. Papa Sweden. Check out those t-shirts. Papa Sweden tees. If you zoom in really close on the Papa Sweden tee at my chin, you can see that Ali has really captured the fact that I can't grow a beard in there. So if you don't appreciate details. Just know that I can't grow one, and he captured no that. No one's gonna buy that stupid yeah, Papa Sweden it's T-shirt. The kind of weirdest Viking I've ever seen. You well, know what people are gonna buy though. I will actually be really sad if I start seeing people wearing Papa Sweden tees. Someone actually said to me the other day, "Are you on Step Brewers podcast?" And I was like, "Yes." And they're like, "Are you Papa Sweden?" And I was like, "Yes, I am." <laughs> but also to my Korean friends, Pati Haja. Oh. I I can't I can't say it probably like oh. I read an article on how what to pronounce things in Korean. What was that? What? I, I read an article on how to pronounce things in Korean and they say don't try and put an accent on it because it makes it sound like a different language and I just sounded like I was from Kazakhstan. So Patiahaja, see? Sounds like Kazakhstani. Just anyway, my that means, wife that means in Korean, let's party. Okay. Sure. Uh also with us today. Ali, the Juice Wolf. Best tea on the store. The yeah. best tea. Fuck, I want that tea so hard. You might have put a little bit more like effort the... in my design than everyone else's, but that's fine. I, I don't even have a design yet. No. Oh, yours is, yours is special. Mine's on the way. It's coming. Yeah. The um, Juice Wolf tea, I'm just going to cop caution. it on. Nudity. <laughs> I'm just going to cop it on StockX, I reckon. Wow, man. Yeah. Wow, shoe references. Yeah. yeah okay. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> What's this episode about, Ian? This is your intro. Sorry if we took over. So today we are covering sours. Ooh. And more importantly, gateway sours. Why are sours the new gateway beer? So many people are drinking them. People are all about sours these days. Fruity, fruity sours. Mm. So we're going to cover a bit of that. Why are people drinking it? What's it going to lead to? Who Who's should be brewing drink- it? Who should be drinking it? Who should be drinking it? Mm. Yeah. Questions. Cool. Very tight beer news for tonight. Dainton Brewery. So we all know Dainton from Victoria. They're going to follow down the Black Hops route and raise some cash online. Um, for an investment. 
Yeah, so they're going to open up to some investment. Um, there's not a lot of detail at this stage, but you can sign up to be told more details. But I think the thing is now, everyone's seen Black Ops that we've spoken about. Black Ops ended up raising like 400 grand in maybe less than a week. Mm. So they sold 3% of their company. So that values Black Ops at about $16 million. Um, so they raised that money. You can see on their Insta story, Govs has been busy having a baby. Congrats, Govs. But also opening up the new baby as in his new brewery, um, which is looking super tight. They've got all sorts of equipment like, you know, automatic carton openers that feed the cans in and I've got a sneaking suspicion we're going to finally get some Black Ops beer down here. That would be incredible. Yeah, and if not um, tell you what, the guys from Hop On Brewery Tours should be doing a beer swap with us. Like, why are you guys not sending us beer? Why have we not done this already? So Hop On slide into our DMs. Very good. Is that all for beer? Uh, Pretty much, yeah. Dainton, like they're using the funds um to fund a barrel program and a new tap room. So, I mean, I think a lot of brewers are going to do it. Um, I'm sort of like, yeah, I guess it makes sense, but... Well, now the brewdog have come to our shores. Yeah. yeah, I mean, at the same time, you could kind of fund your own tap room and barrel program. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just being bitter because it's... Raising money is hard work. Um, I also had one other short bit of beer news that's very important... Um, Two Birds co-founder Danielle Allen has been nominated for a Telstra Business Women's Award. Um, That's cool. That is very cool. Um, so obviously Two Birds are doing great things in brewing as well as um, you know putting women to the front for brewing. So to celebrate International Women's Day, um, shout out to shout out to Two Birds, um, especially Danielle for being nominated and. To celebrate that, they will be releasing a special beer, which we're not going to talk about yet because it's going to be featured on Sip, Skip or Cellar later. Cool. That's it. Very nice. Let's hit some sours. Boom. Cool. So we're going to kick it off by talking about uh, Gateway Sours. Um, What are people drinking? Who's drinking it? Why are they drinking it? So what are some of the... Noteworthy sales that you guys have um, come across in the last little while. Well, we just come out of summer. Um, the beer, well, one beer I drank quite heavily. Mm, definitely the Seven Bells from Green Yeah, Bacon. Uh, actually a Gosa. Gosa. Mm, yes, yeah. a great beer. It still is. Pesito in a glass. Yeah. Yeah, in pretty much. Slash can. Yeah. Loved it. Loved the saltiness and the it was just a very well made more importantly I think out of most of the beers we've covered on this podcast um, at our recommendation that got a lot of people's love oh it did it did we got a lot of social media traction on the Green Beacon Seven Bells Passion Fruit Gosa Um, so a heavily fruited um, Gosa style beer Mm. That was one of my favourite beers of the summer, um, and I used to hate on sours a lot, as everyone keeps reminding me, especially in that video of me from the bottle share. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> another one we've had, um, a very recent one, was the Wayward Raspberry Berliner Weiss. Mm. That was just delicious, absolutely crushable. Um, another one, a very recent, last episode, we covered the Peach Sauce. Oh, Peach Sauce was great. Berliner Weiss from Sauce. I had um, a heap of those wayward 
Berliner Weisses, um, Raspberry Berliners at uh, Whiskey Adventures um, with Craig Johnson. And we were in that, uh, we were in a new venue that has quite open dirty pennies in, um, in the Hobart CBD, a new dive bar, sort of good booze bar. And the Wayward Raspberry Berliner was the first beer to sell out on the day. Wow. wow. Huge. And the rest of the lineup was like, you know, solid pails, solid, you know, everyday ales, um, a brewed IPA from Wolf of the Willows, which was great. Yeah. So, yeah. And we've got, we've got piles more sales all over the country. We've got Lacerin with the Citre. That is just an absolutely cracking, oh, people-pleasing beer. Um, we've got Boat Rocker with the Miss Pinky. We have Three Ravens on the Acid. Uh, I think they've got more than one iteration of the Acid as well. I think they've got a massive lineup. That was the most manly thing I've ever seen you do at Klimt. That was great. Um, Clint so, just picked a bug out of the room and just threw it outside. It was like a huge it bug. Uncool. It, it, was, um, it was a big what, bug. It was a massive bug, and I was just like, oh, what is that? I wasn't having a bug. I don't know how it feels to be in there. I grew up in the Huon Valley. I can light a fire. That's all I'm trying to say. Wow. Um, little Miss Pinky. Right so, rocker. so we're actually drinking the Little Miss Pinky right now. Oh, you two. Oh, you didn't pour me any. Thanks. Oh, Your glass is full of sparkling water. You're drinking that oh, Perrier. Yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about this one. This is, this is an important beer. Yeah. Like if you want to talk gateway sours and getting into sour beer, this is the first ever, I believe, sour beer, or at least Australian sour beer, stocked in Dan Murphy's. Wow. Yeah, I think that was about two years ago. They took Little Miss Pinky National. Wow. So, yeah, think about beer culture in Australia, oh, wow. and then just think about Little Miss Pinky being a national beer. Like, yeah. it's huge. From Boat Rocker. Like, Boat Rocker do some of the nerdiest, greatest beers in our country. They have the number one beer. Ramjet. And- Ramjet, Dramjet. All the good stuff. And they hit up Little Miss Pinky, bang, Dan Murphy's. Like, that's a huge, huge win. Not just from Dan's, but massively from Boat Rocker. And it must be doing quite well, too. Have you guys had this before? No, no I haven't. No, I haven't either. Yeah, yeah, this is a classic. The new cans are so banging. The whole new lineup looks great. It's quite restrained on the sourness, isn't it? Super balanced. Visually, it looks beautiful. It's um, yeah, it's a little like it's got a rosé vibe to it. Does doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Speaking of bloody gateways, like if you're not so much into beer, this is where you start, I reckon. So to our hardcore beer nerds listening. If you just need your wife, your husband, your partner, your best mate, if you need anyone to just come to the freaking pub and have a drink with you, but they're like, oh no, I don't like beer. Just get them on, the, get them on this. The Little Miss Pinky, uh, just get them a fruity sour. And mm. tell us how it goes. Dom's had a few sours lately. Because on the, my wife, because when we did our US West Coast tour, everywhere she went, she was like, I don't drink beer. And everyone tried and it was it was hard like it was hard watching these brewers lives be crushed I enjoyed <laughs> it a little yeah but it was also hard but then in Oregon Boneyard Brewing shout out to Boneyard Brewing some of the best IPAs on the goddamn planet he knew what to do so like we go into this brewery their old production brewery because they have a new one now in a new tap room and they have a tiny little room like literally the size of this podcast space and all their merch is like metal inspired. 
and then awesome. they ha- and it's like in an old garage and you go into the bathroom and it says there's written in massive letters on the wall all employees must carve Slayer into their arm before returning to your workspace <laughs> like you guys would froth on it there and their beers are like beautiful and restrained and resinous and yeah he poured her a kettle sour beer with ginger added to it and some citrus and she was like oh, that's the best beer I've ever had in my life wow yeah that's good that's impressive I was very impressed. I've never been able to brew a beer that she liked. So, why why the appeal? Why are so many people who, quote unquote, do not like beer... Because this technically... I don't drink beer. This technically doesn't taste like beer. No, it doesn't. It doesn't taste like bitterness. And as um, my wife, probably your wife as well, claimed, um, even Alex, like, as they would say, it's too beery. Too beery. That's a sign that it's real good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and I think that's why sours are so approachable is because it, it's not a traditional tasting beer. It's completely left of field mm. for them. Though, and it's yeah, it's probably not what um, people think. Yeah, as traditional beer. That's right. I've like, got um, you know I've got a few mates, especially like in Melbourne, that have never really been into beer before, and. Um, just started getting you know trying sours every time I came up I'm like I'll just try this and they have been starting to drink more and more you know like some of that Lacerin um, Citroën sour is like one of my mates now favourite things to drink all the time I remember you saying that Um, and every time I'm up there I just sort of you know give him a little bit more and a little bit more and um, the knowledge he's just starting to really get into his other beers now. And I think it's, yeah, it's literally, I've seen a prime example of it happening. Yeah. Um, so, sour is the new gateway because it's like, it, in my experience, and it would have been the same for you, because um, right now, it's not just about having a, set, a beer that is sour. It is having heavily fruited sour beers. Mm. Um, big in the states right now and the fruit is the distraction or the enticement so nearly all all these beers we've mentioned before the wayward the the sauce the three rape actually three ravens are the exception here Uh, but seven bells lacerin kick snare they all go hard on their fruit Mm. Um, which brings in a crowd Uh, it's really easy to drink a beer when it just tastes like sour raspberries it's bright pink and it's pretty flipping delicious and it's crushable as well when it sits at a really low ABV the yeah. Miss Pinky is just 3.4% yeah and so are most of its cousins yeah and you can still get a lot of variety in those fruited sours too like the rate of fruit um, the rate of funk the level of acidity like this for me feels quite rounded and not yeah it's not sharp at all. It probably feels less acidic than the Nice and tart, set. I think. Yeah. Tartness in this is quite nice. It just, this just feels really well made. Like, they've made a lot of this and they've made it consistently. And it's a really great beer. Delicious. Delicious. Absolutely. So, what's next? Where are people going from the fruity sour beer? How, how did you lead your mate onto his next beer, Ali? Um... Very much into um, sort of like what we touched on last episode, you know, building that strength up in hoppiness and whatnot. But um, I actually went um, and took him on a bit of a hazy journey as well because he really mm. liked that fruity, 
um, hit and not the bitterness so much that he's always had never liked with beer. So I'm like, okay, cool, that's all right, that's all right. Let's um, let's try a like a nice lower ABV um, New England IPA, and um, you know, you still got that nice big fruit punch to it, uh, but without the bitterness. So he's been getting into his um, New Englands as well. Yeah, nice. Um, and then that's now started to roll the ball with you know other things as well, which is well, exciting. So. The real battle is with spirits and wine. You know, like we want their we want their consumers in beer. Come across, come to the dark side, so to speak. Um, well, even one of my mates um, has made the journey from these fruity sours and is now drinking. Um, likewise, actually, Ali Nipers and um, and some big ones too, like the Trouble and Squeak from Sauce. Yeah, cool. And she's now just like. Getting, oh, what's thinking around? Oh, some of the co-conspirator stuff. So she actually, um, this yeah. is a really great hybrid. Actually, the sour matriarch we all had recently. Yeah, oh, that she was, was what, yeah, she was getting onto that. Um, my mate from who I've been speaking about was actually down in Hobart last week, and that was a beer he picked up while he was down here because he, you know, he's heard great things about that brewer. Sour um, matriarchs are banger. And um, yeah, he's like, oh my God, this is amazing. So, Well, it's such a superbly balanced uh, example of both styles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I covered a very in-depth review on that, um, those two beers because they actually have, you know, it's different in the traditional matri- matriarch that they've done. So I did a big side-by-side comparison mm. on that a couple of weeks ago. You can check that out on the gram. On the gram. On the gram. So that will give you a little bit more insight as well. Well, before we get into this next set, uh, session of Sours, shall we play a shit jingle? That's your keeper. Sip, skip, or cellar. Wow, wow, whoa. what a jingle. Oh, it gets me every time. Every time. Shivers. It is beautiful. Sure. We are playing Sip, Skip, or Cellar. Do it. Um, we've got five beautiful beers that are recently released. We need to get buzzers. I'm going to be harsher on this. Okay, I think that's fair. I think we need to... We, we drink too much, so we need to, you know, lower that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's be, you know, pretty brutal. Here we go. Number one. Um, this one's a little bit close to our hearts. Uh, our good friend, or friend of the group of Ales and Tales. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Ales and Tales. Check them out on Instagram. Yeah. Uh Sam, who works at Prancing Pony, um, they've just put out the E2 West Coast. Mm. A follow-up to IPA. their pilot West Coast IPA, E1, yeah. I heard. Yes, something I've never had a Prancing Pony beer, so I don't know. I would sip. West Coast, I'm definitely sipping. Like, I'm uh, sipping West Coast, I'm oh, hitting that shit. Yeah, I love West Coast. West Coast is life, yeah. Um, Prancing Pony beers have had, and you will have at Gabs, no doubt, because they always put in a cracking entry. Um, super solid. Yeah, cool. Super solid beers. Um, and that's some, they're from South of, Australia, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, some friends of the show actually went to their cellar door recently and said it was great. Awesome. I so think they do 11% Pilsner. Ooh. Popping pillies. Just okay, bang. Dokey. Mm. So sip for me. Sip, sip, sip. Sip, sip, yeah, sip. sip. Very good. Number two from Big Shed Brewing. I am Brute. Clever. Brute IPA. Yeah, right. 
That's clever. The name's great. I'm on the SIP train because I'm... If I see a brute, I'm grabbing it right now. I really? said this uh, many episodes ago. I want to... I want to have exemplary brutes. I want to know what the uh. standard is. I'm taking it all in. I want to know I'm, if it's battle. Tip it. You know, the funny thing is, the only brute I've had is the epic quadruple. <laughs> which is the 16, 15% beer. Do you have the Did stone? Uh, yeah, oh, no, I did have the, the yeah, no, I did have yeah. the stone enjoy bite. So well, I've, I've had two exemplary uh, examples of that. I, I, I can't believe... Um, Oh, trucking moon dog. Oh yeah, good the, thing. With the Brutus, it made top they, ten beers of Vic. They killed it. It was such a good Brut IPA. It was excellent. Yeah, Brutes are Brutes are hanging around. That's cool. But sip for me. Yeah, sip. But I'm excited that people are nailing it now. I'm only gonna say sip because of the title "I Am Brute," which is hilarious, and that Big Shed did it. So ales and tails with that. Bottle swap we've been talking about. Maybe Chuck and I and Brute in there. That could be cool. Um, but, you know, I like lagers. So, yeah, sure. I'll try another Brute. Nice. Um, number three. I think you and I have had this one, Klimt, already when we were doing our barbecuing event. Is that right? Which which beer is it? The Brit Barrel-Aged Saison. From HBC Bruin. Yeah, it was the first beer we had for our all-nighter. Um, I think well the first yeah. one I had not yours you our first together sanctioned ABA barbecue comp which we did quite well in yeah we did Don't look know. I haven't had the beer yet but I know I'm cellaring it um, it was ripping wasn't it oh you know what cellar door over the bar we paid $15 for a 750 mil it's too cheap it's way too cheap and especially for a barrel aged beer yeah that's yeah. nothing yeah I know for a barrel aged beer like think about it you're at a cellar door and you can buy a 750ml beer for 15 bucks Any, of that quality yeah, at HPC. Does that not feel really cheap to you? It's ridiculous. Yeah, um, so we shared that with the brewer himself. So I think this is one of Alex's life child yeah, children. Beautiful beer. Oh, complex, cracking, the barrel. The, oh, it was one of the best representations really, of bread I've had in Tasmania. Yeah, I'm not a massive um, bread person me not um, so that was really nice and how balanced it was it was really impressive actually Luke from St John's Distro we shared it with too we poured him a little that's cheeky right. taster that's right um, so yeah that is I'm going to sell out one of those you boys yeah I'm going to sell that I'm probably to be honest I'll probably buy a few of those just yeah. the unanimous segment mm. Mm. it's good yeah yeah um, also recently uh, Moo Brew putting out an IPA Ooh, oh huge oh. I'm sipping because... Dave, Dave, Dave. Oh, the, the lie PA. Because mm. he said he'd never brew one. The lie PA. I don't care. I've had IPA. They've done one before. Yeah, they've done IPA releases before as they're limited. I think there's a little more rumour that... Oh, and only rumour mm. that an IPA might actually work its way into their core line. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Do they have a spare artwork? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Yeah. No, seriously, they have like a limited amount of artworks. Yeah. That's why the um, the Barrel Age doesn't have a John Kelly on the front, because you can't make more of them. That's right. Yeah. Right. Mm. Interesting. I would like them to put an IPA in the lineup, but it better be cracking. Mm. I'm a... Oh, and if you're ever coming down to Tassie and you're going out to Mona, get on that beer roulette thing they've got out there. Oh, it's badass. So sick. So sick. And you could win yourself a lovely warm can of Fosters, apparently. Yeah. So good. Um, um, actually hard to get down here 
I'm going to sip this, but only because I respect the Mocro. Sipping for IPA purposes. I want it to be... It better be banging. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Well, as a limited release, I believe it will be banging. I think so, too. Those Mocro guys know what they're doing. Well, they didn't make um, a really big deal out of that last one that they had at Microfest, and it feels like this, they're making a bigger deal on social media, etc. So maybe, maybe that was a pilot and this is the full. I think they already know. They know it's good. They know it's good. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Sip, 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 sips. Sip, sip, sip. Sip, 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 sip. Cool. Last one of the five. One of my favourite brewers at the moment, and the consistency alone is co-conspirators. They've just put out an XPA. The salesman. Uh, I'm stuffing my fridge up. Jam packed for this. Love XPA. Love co-conspirator. I'm worried about this. Are you? I'm I'm back on my analogy. I just the train's moving so fast, they're gonna fuck up. I, I th- don't want it to be this. I think we're gonna have it pretty damn fresh. We're gonna have it at its best. Yeah. I'm not worried. I've had some dusty old XBAs. Uh, look look, I'm gonna I'm gonna get amongst it. I'm gonna get amongst it, but I'm just worried that the, the, love the, tra- the love train will end eventually. Yeah, I'm cellaring because I always cellar with these guys because I know how well they can make beer. And especially for a bunch of gypsy bros. Incredible stuff. Mind-blowing. So that is all five from Sip, Skip or Cellar. We will play along on the Instagram for you to have a look at it. Yeah, well. get involved, people. Let us know if you're Sip Skipping. Cool, so right now, uh, Clint is texting, and we're drinking the Van Diemen Bramble. We've actually held on to this one for a little while, and I'm totally fine with that. It was very appropriate from our gift box, gift box from Will. Um, That was our first ever beer mail. It was beer mail, first beer mail. We've held on to it. I forgot how much I love his labels. Yeah, the new ones are sexy, aren't they? Like, they look really, really tight. Absolutely. So, Klimt, this is a farmhouse ale, which is different than what we had before. So, this is a barrel-fermented blackberry saison, the Van Diemen Bramble. Nice. So, what's what's going on? What's the difference between, like, a traditional sour and a farmhouse ale? Because they're in the same sort of family, to a degree, but what's going on? Yeah, look, I mean, it's not a topic I'm huge on because um, it's just not something I brew. Um, but a lot of this stuff when we're talking about farmhouse, we're talking about like traditional, I guess, French and Belgian style beers, um, you know, using saison yeast and farmhouse yeast um, or yeast cultured from the place. So Van Diemen's definitely doing a lot of culturing of their own yeast. Um, like barrel fermented, you know, barrels with blackberries, pretty pretty freaking rad like pretty hard work um it's seven and a half percent yeah it's pretty freaking delicious but super it's, balanced it's super well hidden yeah um and it was limited to 600 bottles only nice um so i had no idea i feel really privileged that i just knocked that back in two seconds <laughs> you really <laughs> slammed that down um yeah there's literally one barrel of this bottled it you can taste the barrel it's so so nice yeah yeah. And, um, it's got the perfect amount of drying. Yeah, so the barrel can, in a sour, so barrel of sours are pretty, you know, they're the next step up. So we've had our little Miss Pinky and we've talked about those rad sort of everyday drinkers. Um, but yeah, you start involving a barrel and fermenting with fruit and you're getting pretty out there in terms of technique. Um, 
but yeah, the barrel just adds like a layer of complexity. And, That's right. It's and definitely the sourness has dropped right off after having a sip of that. It's just a lot more. Oh, what's the word? Um, a little funk to it it's, as well. It's definitely got some more funkiness to it. I feel like a beer like this would pair really nicely with cheese. Um, you know, like a bit of a soft cheese, bit of quince paste, and one of these I feel like would be a damn good time. Um, yeah, agreed. It's it, it's very complex. Like, I mean, Will's not aiming to please the everyday drinker anymore. Um, and I mean, we've all been excited to drink this for quite a while because we did get that pack a while ago, but it wasn't appropriate to drink in any of the episodes we've done. And that's the thing with barrels. Um, they, we've talked about this a little bit, especially on you know, especially with more imperial stats. Um, it just really rounds it out, and um, it's beer you can hang on to. It is, and you can just sit and enjoy it, and yeah, it just sort of brings it all together really nicely. Oh, there's like chunks of like fruit in here. It's so sick. It's um, it's super balanced though. Mm. That's what's really. It I'm doesn't taste like a 7% beer at all. No. Um, and, it, you know, a Saison, like... Yeah, it's got a lot of a lot of elements going on. I'm going to say I'm not the biggest Saison sort of guy. Um, but, you know, adding that fruit for me and a bit of barrel, just, you know, I could happily sit on this quite often. Good times. So this is one of a couple of tangents you can go down after drinking your sour gateways um, is your barrel edge beers um, go further down the avenue of fruity a little more interesting still not what we'd call a beery beer for like a better term mm. um, so I think this could still be a really nice interesting step for those those newly inducted into the world of beer via sours it's definitely not our strongest topic of conversation by you know this type of beer and that's why we're dying to go up and see will and have a you know more of an in-depth chat about this sort of style and the process that goes into this yeah, um because sure. it's it's one of those things talk that i'm from our child um, as well yeah i'm never going to fully understand unless you talk to an expert about it yeah yeah and really get that's why going to into the wilderness would have been so epic but you know these things happen um yeah. But also, like, talking to Alex at HBC and Stu from Ocho, like, the guys who are really pushing it. And they're passionate about it, yeah. too. It's like, yeah. yeah. But this is us starting the conversation. Why are people drinking? We're going to, you know, we're going to leave it at, you know, I just feel like open wine, road and see where it I takes I feel like wine drinkers at venues shouldn't be scared to look at the beer list and ask for a sour. Yeah. Because ultimately, venues aren't going to put them on unless consumers want them. Well, even um, the guys, um, good friends of mine at... Uh, Dime Maker and Lucinda, they've got a sweet range of natural wines, but they're not, oh, yeah. they're not shying away from like some real funky, interesting ciders, and I feel like they're going to start hitting the beers next. Like, like when I was there last night, I picked up a few wildflowers. Like, oh, they're on the right track. And yeah, I so think people are thinking about it. So Wildflower is like number one rated, you know, brewery. Well, they're not a brewery. They're brewer, brewer and blender. Brewer and blender. And they're number one in Australia for what they do. And it's very much along these lines, but they literally only blend things together and, you know, ferment it and put in barrels and do all sorts of cool stuff. And oh, incredible beer. Um, yeah. So well, this wild, is... Wildflower is what won me over to the sour. Yeah. Yeah. Wagon, I think. 
So, this beer is one side of that track, but what's the other? Uh, is going down more into the the beery track is further into the sour. We have ghosts and we have we have fruited IPAs and fruited sour IPAs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel um, like we'll have something a little bit more along those lines a little bit later tonight yeah. something I found in my fridge that's been in there a little while so that'll um, be a good fun to crack um, into I'm stoked that we got, finally got to crack a fruited barrel aged beer yeah um, and thanks again Will for sending oh, it to us yeah um, thank you so much Will yeah we've not cracked this lightly we've been hanging out to you know rip into this so yeah word it on hasn't the, disappointed at all word on the street is a couple of these other barrel beers are absolutely stunning too so i've heard do. the claude is quite good yeah do we do we do have yeah. the claude and there's uh is there an ipa as well that we haven't got our hands on yet but mm, i'm pretty sure there's that as well because will has promised one to come down nice nice um, nice but so, yeah wine drinkers you know this goes in a barrel so does wine Put it in your mouth. It's basically, Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the same thing. Stepper's advice to you. Get in your mouth. Get um, in your mouth, idiots. <laughs> yeah, so I think we've got one more beer left, but I think it's time for a new segment. Um, how do we all feel about a new segment? I feel... I feel like we could do it. I feel pretty good Wait, about it. Wait, new segment. Does that mean you have a new jingle, Ellie? I may have a new jingle. Check this one out. How about that for a little jingle, boys? You like that one? Medium. It's a little bit metal. Mm. Not, oh, it's a little bit Dragon Force-like. I'm pretty hardcore. I, I, I recorded. I, I recorded that all myself. I played the, Dragon guitar. I played Dragon Force on Guitar Hero three once, mm. and it was pretty sick. I won't lie to you. So I'm you, embarrassed. Mm, so am I. Anyway. Um, Oh, I just locked the phone, clinked, because this... If you didn't hear the brutal scream that I put out in that uh, jingle, this is called... We're still talking about the jingle. Yeah, no, well, it's leading into the segment called Untapped Responses. Um, So if you're not familiar with Untapped, it's an app that you can get on your phone and check in where you are, leave a little review on the beer, and a lot of brewers get into this as well, so they actually respond. It's like direct feedback to brewers. Direct feedback to brewers. It's a really cool little app. Um, You add your friends on there, you can see what they're drinking, where they're at. Really, really cool. You can check out our untapped uh, profile at um, Step Brewers. I'm going to get that set up if it's not already set up, so check it and have a look. Let us know. Um, So people leave reviews and... uh, Sometimes there's some interesting reviews on there, and we thought we'd uh, we'd do one here and there and think of a feedback, some feedback from our brewer's perspective. Yeah. Now being being able to give feedback, passing judgment on someone else's work, it's a very easy thing to do. Mm. To sit back, mm. the internet and, keyboard warriors yeah, sort of us consume mm. someone Pretty else's hard, the whole concept of our show. Yeah. Yes. But to sit back and consume and review someone else's passion and hard work and to pass judgment on it this isn't something we take lightly at step brewers um we appreciate all the hard work that goes into think of it as a construction sandwich we do you know yeah you know things that can improve on but some people on here just sort of leave weird and unhelpful reviews yeah and look as brewers we do look at them and we're told not to look at them but it's a direct line with consumer 
Yeah. And sometimes you look at them and you say, awesome, you picked up something that I don't like about that beer or you did this or you praise this beer. But sometimes, sometimes you just get that review that you can't respond to because your social media crew will not allow you to respond in that fashion. And I feel like brewers are a little helpless. I feel like no one's standing up for the brewers. Are we doing it for them? I feel like we're going to stand up for them. All right. Well, I found one. Oh. I found a good one. All right. And All it's right. localised as well. Ooh, it's local as well. I see oh. already. This is hot. Um, I, we'll, we can cut this if it fucks up, can't we? Uh, if it gets too raw. gets a little bit too raw, we can put some bleeps in there. Okay, okay. I don't think there is any bleeps, um, but I think we'll be all right. Okay. So this one is from Scott about shambles. Oh, about breweries. Shout out to Dances with Hops IPA. Must have just popped down. Okay, here we go. No kids menu, and everything has chili or spiced up to the hilt. Yeah, they don't like kids here. How many stars did he get Dance of Hops? Because that's a great beer. 2.75. Scott, 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 Scott. Scott, that's a bit mean. Scotty, I just... Did you even drink the beer? Where's the beer review? I feel like... You've touched on the food. But you've reviewed the venue. So, Scott, it says you had a taster. Oh, and three people tagged it. Which I'm assuming you're friends. That's fine. Scott, you know what shambles do like? They like everyone. And maybe they had some spice on their food. Did you ask for it without spice? Like, we've eaten there. I want to know what he ordered. I don't really want to know what he I've ordered. I've never had anything spicy though. No, that's Look, I can understand if, you know, it was somewhere that's a chili restaurant, but... I just don't see Shambles menu being that spicy. I actually had lunch there the other day while brewing and I had delicious um, squid that had no spice. That chicken burger. I actually took my kids there today. Oh, so it was, did, hold on. Did Shambles hate your kids? No, they, they celebrated them, Clint. They celebrated it's beautiful. They, they had a musician but, on. Uh, we I, we all had food. We had the smashed pink guys, mushroom arancini and Oh, mushroom arancini with chipotle or just... No. Mushroom, no spice. Some garlic, oh. a really beautiful aioli and some parmesan. Scott, I feel like you've been unfair. You've given Shambles a 2.75, which is just a slap in the face to the hard work that took to get that beer into your hand. I just, and it's not even related to the beer. No, that, so that's my issue. If he, in that review... Actually touched on the beer. Touched on the beer and what he didn't like about it, I could, you know, be a little bit more forgiving. Okay. But it's not even on the beer. It makes okay. no sense, Scott, mate. Get your shit together. The first rule on Untapped is to click on someone's profile and to understand what kind of rater they are. Like, okay. understand, okay. is he giving it a 2.75 because he's a god of untapped? Okay. Has he got a thousand check-ins and he really knows beer and he just doesn't like that beer, which is totally fine. If he's being objective, I'm down with it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to click on and I'm mm. just going to look at his list and we're going to see what's happening. Um, so just jumping in here. Okay. All right. So maybe we're in the wrong. Scott has 3,207 check-ins. That's a lot. That's a fuck lot. I think I've got like eight. That is... 
That is really impressive. And I, yeah, okay. So maybe, I think maybe we're being harsh. His rating, the text is harsh, but let's sort his ratings from high to low. Let's see what we've got. All right, his number one beer of all time. Uh, with three check-ins and five out of five. Matzo's Brewery from Broome in WA. This is great, guys. I'm already Matzo's. I'm, I'm nervous. Matzo's Brewery. Yep. The guys who do the mango beer. His number oh, one beer. shit. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> His number one beer of all time is Matzo's Chili Beer. Mm, yep. But that's too spicy, surely. That, oh, look. I, I, that's got too much spice, I, I would say. It's... Well, he obviously doesn't give it to his kids, Ali. Well, he must hate his kids then, he's because his favourite beer of all time, he won't give to them. He's a hypocrite. All right, so... I'm... Oh, okay. I'm scrolling now. Okay. And Scott, if you're listening, we appreciate you. (sighs) Scott, I don't appreciate you whatsoever. (laughs) Your fourth rated beer of all time is Bundaberg Ginger Beer. Oh, that is In the little brown bottle at five points. Followed oh, by oh dear. Dos Equus Lager, Forex oh. Bitter, Sail on Anchor Draft. I, I'm beyond words at this point. This is great. I, yeah, it has the balls to pass judgment on quality, lovingly brewed craft beer. All I can say at this That's point funny. is... Oh, well, he's... Oh, James Squire, 50 Lashes, that's pretty solid. So the fact that you gave it a global uh, a rating of 4 and the global rating is 3.4. We'll just leave it, leave it at that. Bing Tang is a 4. And you couldn't give any love to the Shambles? I think... I think Shambles, um, you can let this one slide and not be too offended. I think we've really got on board and defended Shambles here. And all we can say is, Scott, maybe Untapped isn't the right app for you. <laughs> Last beer to round out our little bottle share today is something from America. Mm, they're doing big things in the sours. They are, are they? Because this is probably my first ever American sour, and I want to know if they can do uh, it. I don't believe you. I, probably, I don't know. I'm uh, just I'm thinking off sure. the top of my head. Did you have the Aslan Raspberry Lacto? No. Who did I share that with? I don't know. Probably yourself and your imaginary friend, Nigel. Nigel really fucking enjoyed it, though. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so I got this one in Melbourne, and it is from Evil Twin Brewing. Evil Twin! Um, was well, told, I would love for Evil Twin. Was told this was quite good from a local guy running uh, Blackheart and Sparrows over there. Said this one's a pretty, pretty good beer. Do you know who Evil Twin is? Is it your Evil Twin? No, no. Do you not know who Evil Twin oh, is? Oh, I've heard great things about Evil Twin, but I don't, I've gone, that's about as far as I've gone. Evil Twin is McKellar's brother. Right, okay. That's cool. Mm. Clever name. They hate each other. Do they? I think so. Oh. As, as we said yeah, a few episodes seems ago, a bit awkward. we're taking rumours and just running with it. No research. But I'm pretty sure they hate each other. Um, so this is the... What is this? It is a rhubarb compote sour. It's completely normal beer looking. Yeah. Yeah. There's no rhubarb colour. 
compote doesn't have a color because that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, so it's a, it's a Berliner Weiss with rhubarb and vanilla added. Weiss. 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 The Weiss. W's are V's in German, mate. Just Sorry, you're have, Austrian, so you should have some culture. Oh, fuck. Well, that's great. Is it good? I actually quite... Oh, the vanilla's a bit... Bit too, much, bit too coating for you. Like really digging the rhubarb. I'm a, ru- I'm a bit of a rhubarb. You like rhubarb? Yeah, I like rhubarb. Oh, wow, that is... Got some pie vibes. That's redonkulous, that is. Well, that's fucking fantastic, that is. Wow, 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 wow. This is fucking great. This is very nice, isn't it? Um, So, in terms of the sour world... um, This feels more like a novelty sour. Like, I don't mean that It's getting on that adjuncty sort of vibe, which is totally fine by me. Do you know what? It's just like... It's like they started brilliant, they're like... Let's make a cool lolly. Yeah, mm, absolutely. It's like sour candies. It is. Um, it's quite a different, unusual beer um, for a sour for me. I don't think I've had a sour like this before. I think the tough thing about... This reminds me of the Aslan Raspberry, which is like lactose raspberry. Um, like had that real candy vibe to it. I think the really tough thing about sours, especially if like people are just getting into them, we've talked about the Waywards, um, like HBC filter collab with smoking joint, you know, three Ravens acid, um, things like the Citray and the Seven Bells. They're really like you know, getting into it, just starting to get into it. This is like pretty advanced. They're playing around now. They're just playing silly buggers. Yeah, and really. buying this sort of, sort of stuff can be quite difficult because yeah. you don't know what to look for. So really, you want to be trusting your local bottler. Um, Which know. is, I had full faith in those guys in there. I was just like, I want something completely different and literally just ask them what he's had recently and what he's been enjoying. And yeah. that was the first thing he pointed out to me. I'm like, oh, cool. I actually wouldn't have never picked that up if I was just looking in there. Yeah, I'm um, just cool. looking at the can. I... I've seen it before and just not really thought, thought anything about it. of it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I find a lot of Evil Twin canning labels a bit eh. Mm. Um, but I guess it it's something I will might keep my eyes a little bit more fixated on if I see it again. Yeah. Um, Don't be scared to ask your uh, local bottle shop person or for us, advice. You know? More importantly, if you work for a bottle shop or a bar, drink your freaking product. People rely on it. Yeah. Know your shit. You know the way I met Nick, um, who works at Celebrations at the Abbey, the home of your best beer, wine and spirits, was just by asking him for recommendations because he knew way more than I did. Like I liked craft beer and I was like brewing a little bit, but I'd walk in and he'd just do that thing where he casually walks around and he'd pick something up and be like, this is pretty good. Like, yeah. Okay, chuck that in the basket. He still does it. He still does, and he does it to me all the time, and it's bloody great. You just drink beers that you'd never think you'd pick up, and it's yeah. awesome. Um, he doesn't do that to me. Oh, because he but, probably thinks you're better than us. because yeah. I've already picked those beers up. <laughs> but yeah, you know, head into Hot Vine, um, talk to the guys there. Head into Cool Wine, you know, talk to the guys and girls there. Head into um, your favourite local bottle shop. Yeah, Shoreline Celebrations. Like, hit those guys up and... You know, ask for a recommendation. Ask for something new. Try something new. Which would be a really good yeah. segue to a um, episode we will do in a few weeks' time where we will bring back the K Loves Big Question. Oh, is that coming back? Yeah. yeah. I, thought we're, I thought it was dead. I thought we were bringing in new segments to get rid of that. No, 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 no. The K uh, Loves Big Question, uh, or as some people have called it, Papa Korea's Wisdom Notes. 
<laughs> just online. Uh, just you ask the question, we give you the notes. It's our wisdom. Yeah, yeah. No, okay, I've got nothing there. Um, he's coming back, and we have a big topic to talk about. Jeez Louise. Is this like a month out teaser? That's rude. It's a fortnight out teaser. Oh, okay. It's not too bad. That's like, the people don't have to wait too long. Gets the people thinking. Oh, yeah. We're going to keep on sipping this delicious rhubarb compote. So, uh, Clint and I will keep He really it. liked his, yes. Yes. Um, no, this is friggin' delightful. Not going to chuck it up on the leaderboard, I don't think, are they? Mm, no. It's just nice. It's just enjoyable, yeah. It's just um, like a really good, like, I feel like I've been to the Richmond lolly shop and tasted something delicious. But yeah, so sours, I think, you know, if you're not into beer, but you somehow listening to this podcast, go and get some sours. Mm. If you want your partner or, you know, a close friend that's not really, you know, digging, digging uh, a beer at all, go mm. and get them Especially a sour. they're against that bitterness. I always go and buy like a mixed four pack of, or four or six pack of sours and take them to a friend's house and go, hey, let's try some some different styles of beers and you know it usually gets people a little bit like oh that's actually quite a surprising you know they never expect it so it's good fun and it uh, it's a delicious style of beer I think we all are pretty on the sour train I'm back I'm on board now I take back all that shit I said people yeah um, the evil twin it's it's delicious it's different it's like a lolly you know what this is quite topical given that AFL footy is back through the JLT series. Shout out to the AFLs. Come on the show. Um, this reminds me of the AFL JLT series. Like, it's not quite... I don't know what that is. It's not quite league footy, but it gives you a taste. Like, this isn't quite... <laughs> okay, I guess. This isn't quite Wildflower. This isn't quite Cantillon. But it gives you a good taste. And you know what? It gets you excited. So it's a Nike free. It's what? It's a Nike free run. It's a Nike free run as well. Did he just make a sneaker reference? Yeah. yeah. So it's just it's just a bloody running shoe. It's more of a cool down shoe. Everyone was wearing them, but it's just a gateway to the sneaker world. Oh my god. I'm wow. so proud What's of him. Right now. In 2019. <laughs> I'm this guy. Wow. Makes oh. no sense. Just, <laughs> just, stop, just stop recording. Just stop recording. So yeah, let us know what sours you enjoy. Uh, hit us up on Instagram, on Facebook. Play along with the sip, skip or flip. Um, oh, jeez. Oh, no, kind of know your own settings. How many of these have you had, Clint? I'm feeling a bit good. Feeling very good. Um, cool. We will see you in a couple of weeks for another episode. Thanks for checking out and having some sours. We're definitely going to have more sour episodes this year, I feel it. Are we? I think so. Okay. Big sours. Time to pucker up those lips, people. See you next time.